Welcome back to another episode of Chasing Light. This is your host, Mary Van Amy, and I'm coming to you from the comfort of my couch today. It is my 23rd birthday, and I have Schitt's Creek on. I got my dogs with me, so if you hear a little rustling in the background, you know what it is. But last episode, um, I covered my personal mental health and life journey pretty much over the last five years. And I got such an overwhelming response. I had people sharing very personal stories with me, thanking me immensely just for being open enough to talk about it and willing enough to talk about it. And, you know, I talked about some of the fears and thoughts and doubts that I was having about the podcast in the last episode. And all of that is just completely gone after some of the conversations that I had with people. So if you are one of the many people that listened, thank you for taking the time to do so. But even more than that, I really hope that it kind of gave you a sense of hope because, you know, life can be bleak and depressing sometimes, but it's not all that bad. So on that note, uh, we will be doing a little bit something. Wow. Words are hard. We'll be doing something a little bit different today, and I think that you guys are going to like it. So sit tight, and yeah, here we go. Okay, so like I said, we're doing something a little different today. We're talking about the hookup culture, which you guys on Instagram at least seemed like super pumped about, which I'm excited about, and I'm actually here today with my friend Tori. We met at good old IUSB. Um, <laughs> in the back of a sociology class. Um, I was talking a lot of shit, and lo- that's how we became friends. A lot of shit. So I think we have both definitely taken quite an interest just in, like, stepping outside of our comfort zone when it came to, like, the things that we were studying because, I don't know, before taking the classes with Lucal, I was clueless to, like, a lot of, like, the LGBT culture, our own millennial hookup culture, like... I don't know. I just well, her and Moss, like her wife, like they, they almost made it so you could understand it in like real life term, and it made it a lot easier for like, oh, that happens to everybody. Everybody goes through stuff like this, and this is real life. Yeah. So that was really nice. And especially them. for like people of all sorts of de- demographics too, because like if you're listening to this and you don't know Indiana University South Bend, it is a commuter college, full of like moms like random ass like the range of people like you people who just graduated high school all the way up to people who are in their like late 60s that want to come back and get their degree like to prove it to their kids or to themselves or whatever yeah so it was very all of our classes were pretty diverse um so just kind of immersing ourselves in that alone I think also helped because like I went to St. Joe, and it's nothing but a bunch of (laughs) straight white people, and, you know, there's not a whole lot of variety in that, so. And I went to pretty much the hoodest school in South Bend, (laughs) and I got to see everything. Like, there wasn't anything that I didn't see. Yeah. Because of where I was, and it was, and, like, that was where I really had my first experiences with hookup culture was in my high school. Those were the people that I was around because that's what you did when you were 17 trying to figure out what was going on. Everybody was like, 
do you do this with them or don't you do this yeah. with them? Are you? Is it okay to be out with them? Is it not okay? Like It's like playing it was, that whatever game. Like I can't remember. We used to play it all the time, but you got to like put a finger down for like everything that you have done. It's like that kind of... Or never have I ever. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what it is. Here we go. God, <laughs> yep. never have I ever. Uh, but yeah, so... I don't know. It's just, it's kind of an interesting topic to take on, I think, because, like, you and I, like, for people that know us or don't, like, we're, our old people stuck in, like, 23-year-old bodies, so, like, we're, we're, yeah, literally, so, like, we, I feel like are very traditional, I, you know, I participate in the hookup culture, and, you know, I'm not, it's, I would tell my younger self not to do it, but, you know, if I wouldn't have, then I wouldn't have been able to get, you know, that much wiser. But I just think it's interesting because there's so many people that just think, you know, they can't step outside of that to find something different. And they just, like, kind of stay stuck in that cycle of hurt and, like, unknowing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, and then there's people like us that have, you know, you're married and I've been with Steven for going on four years. So, basically married. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like at this point I like I could never imagine not being in the situation that I'm in. Like the hookup culture freaks me out and I'm not even part of it. Well, Dustin and I we were having a conversation the other day. He was like if you and I weren't together, I have no idea what I would do. Like I don't want to go out there and try to find somebody. And I was like, "Well, me either. It's no. scary." <laughs> like it's a good thing I'm like, I picked you for a reason. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. And so I just oh there it's just I don't know for me personally I think it's very risky sorry I'm if you hear any background noise I told y'all earlier I got my dogs but my neighbors next door are complete dicks and they're just slamming stuff so I apologize but um I don't know I just think it's very interesting because um I took this on as a topic head on for my independent study which you know and you know some other friends know too but I got to learn even more by doing that, but, like, it's so much different to, like, participate and then, like, look at it on paper. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And the research, I don't know. It leaves out a lot, so I feel like a lot of the hookup culture is figuring it out for yourself or really not at all. Well, you got to think that some of the people who write those things on hookup culture have never participated. Mm -hmm. They just watch it from the outside. Yeah. So... They don't really have the real life experiences, especially of and when they started writing it was probably when it first started versus how it's developed now. Exactly. Like, and like everything is way different. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head because it really kind of started back in like the sixties and seventies. So like our parents were really the kickoff for the dating and you know, and there's a book I read, it's called Hooking Up and um she in the beginning, I can't remember who wrote it. God, but it's amazing. But anyways, like in the beginning, she chronicled like the history of it. And it really started out as like wealthy families would, you know, in their church community or in their own like personal neighborhood community, whatever it was that they felt was trusted, they would go out and like scout out a guy. So basically it was like arranged dating and they, the guy would like come and sit in the home for the first date or whatever, if that's what you want to call it, talk with the parents, sit with the girl and basically figure out if everything was going to be kosher because mom and dad liked him. And then people were like, fuck that. They wanted to eliminate the parents. And then dating started happening for like those middle class people that like weren't getting set up with, you know, people in the higher tiered classes. So it's just very interesting that dating 
back then was seen as something like degenerate or something like that. Yeah, like you got to actually like pick who you wanted to be with because I mean, originally, like really originally, they started out with like kings and queens and like you only paired within your family or your class or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like the way that they made that work is like that's how all of the like Game of Thrones is like the perfect example because they all stayed within their own families they all do their own thing and like it all started there and then we kind of just broke it down like you said and now it's just kind of like everybody's gone buck wild almost completely like your people won't even be in relationships because they're like well why yeah like what's the point is the hassle and like is any of it even worth it and like right. at this point like from the outside looking in being in a relationship for so long that's kind of how I look at it but like at a certain point in my life I was like well like how else am I gonna meet people like it's not like I was trying to like hop from one person to the next like I feel like I went buck wild for a while but like I just wasn't in a good place and like it was just another form of like self-harm and total bullshit but like some people I think really do have good intentions with it but I mean it's very easy to get caught in that i don't know it's just a very complex web i've seen a lot of people like tell me when i ask like some of my friends i'm like why why what makes it appealing to you and they're like well you don't really have to commit to anything first of all secondly like say you sleep with them you decide that it wasn't good enough for you and then you don't have to stay like stuff like that or tends to be like the two top reasons that I hear of why people want to do that. And I understand it. Like, that makes sense. Like when I was growing up, everybody ever, like my family always told me that, you know, save your virginity for your marriage and all of that religious stuff that kind of like yeah. tied itself in. And I was like, I looked at my mom one day and I was like, you know, that's bullshit. Right. Essentially. And she was like, yeah, but I still want you to really think about it. Yeah. Like, okay. Like if you would, if I would have got that approach first, I think everything would have gone a little bit more smoothly. Yeah. But I think, like, when religion gets tied to it, that's what makes it, like, a a bigger deal for a lot of people. And, like, there are some people that I know that are, like, really, they hold true to that. Like, that is a sacred thing for them. And then there's other people who are, like, how am I going to know what I want if I don't go try it? Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to like it or not or... Exactly. So, um, I definitely feel like our sex education as well plays a huge part in it or lack thereof, I should say, especially in Indiana. I can't speak for Texas now that I'm here, but I went to Catholic middle school. I don't remember where you went, but I know that it was also probably very non-existent for you as well. So the bulk of what I got was like striking the fear of God into you, even at like a young age. Like I remember in eighth grade, like the priest at the time had come and it was all abstinence like there was no talk about like what a condom was or like what an std is or anything that you should be hearing as a young teen about to enter high school where you like you're gonna be meeting a whole other slew of people like are their parents talking to them about sex like i was freaking out going into a public high school because i didn't know anything and no one helped me so i think that also aids in problems when I was in middle school, we got the abstinence speech, of course, but then there was this group of kids who came in and was like, you can, like, recycle your virginity, essentially. Like, if you've already lost it, 
Oh, you can decide like, if it counted. You can, yeah, you can get it back and start over. Clean slate. Like, well, I was like, that's not how this works. Like, I had mine, so I was all like, whatever. But, like, it didn't, that wasn't the point. No. But then, like, that's what they tried in middle school. I went to a very country high school for my freshman year. But let me tell you that my health teacher was not playing no games when we got <laughs> into that room. She pulled up all the pictures of these STDs and showed us, like, blue waffle and like all of this stuff she showed all of it she had a video like she was like this is what happens when you don't have when you have unprotected sex this is what can happen to you like get it together children like she lost it on all of us (laughs) she knew what was going on and i was like thank you because this is what we needed to hear someone had some sense and it wasn't like a fearful thing she was like i really want you to understand in its entirety what will happen to you if you don't pay attention to what you're doing exactly and that's actually something that someone brought up on instagram if you guys didn't see or you're not following along i had posted a series of uh polls just asking simple questions you know what you guys thought about the hookup culture and then one of the things i left was like a little comment box for people to tell me like personal thoughts experiences whatever and something that someone said was that um Ooh, I have it written down. Uh, something to the effect of, sh- like, how important it was to ask about STDs, but rarely did. And one other thing that this person had commented was that alcohol is definitely pretty much always a factor. So I think, like, those two things, you know, they could go hand in hand in some ways, but they're not, you know, mutually exclusive. But, like, that's one thing I asked is, like, how risky do you think it is? And, like, telling people to think in terms of STDs, of heartbreak, of getting ghosted, of fitting in with a certain crowd, whatever it might be, options being, like, too risky or gotta get the biscuit. Because, you know, some people, like we said earlier, like, if, if you're not participating, then, like, you might not know what you want. But there are just so many factors that play into it that if you don't have people that are willing to talk about it or teachers that are noticing things going on and, like, planting that seed, like, does it ever become, like, naturally conscious of you to be thinking of those things, you know? So. I think that the, like, when it comes to your poll, like, I obviously read it. And it's. I think that heartbreak to most people is more concerning than an STD. And that's really kind of scary. Like, yeah. I would rather get my heart stomped on like a squeaky toy than contract something, okay? Seriously. Like, broken heart is cheaper. It's like Ben & Jerry's ice cream versus thousands of dollars in medical bills to solve something that you didn't ask for. Yeah. Like, that's the way I kind of always thought about it. I was like, do you really want those problems? And, like, even so... In my mind, when I was in high school, which is really when I participated in this kind of culture, like, it's almost like my brain just got, like, wiped. And it was like, hey, you can do whatever you want. Exactly. Like, I had to remind myself that I'm not invincible. Well, I was just going to say that I think that kind of comes with, like, the invincible teen mindset that, you know, oh, yeah, it's, you know. People always told me, like, once you have sex one time, you're not going to be able to stop. And I was like, you know what the fuck you're talking about? And then it's like looking back at my life like you were so fucking right but like that's just the point like until you're in it you don't know the risks you don't know possible benefits you literally know nothing it's quite 
like really the blind leading the blind essentially and just like figuring out as you go but like even some people won't gain common sense and you know i know plenty of people like i don't know how their shit hasn't fallen off like yeah it's bad you know and that it's just you know it's a tribute not even i don't even want to say tribute but it really is to especially like the indiana school system too because I feel like a lot of our parents grew up the same way and it's just like kind of work through your own shit at your own time no one you know quite expresses it maybe enough and I didn't really get like the talk like everybody else got like and you know what I think it's because the school system kind of beat my mom to it almost like I think my dad probably talked to my brother obviously but like when it came down to it my mom didn't say anything to me until I got my first, like, serious relationship. And she was like, something seems up. (laughs) And it was, by the time she had said it to me, it was almost, almost too late. Like... Oh, by the time my mom said something, it was too late, and she practically strangled me. (laughs) My mom and I had made a deal, though. She was like, when you lose your virginity, please just tell me so we can get you on birth control. Like, that was the first thing out of her mouth. I was like... Okay, and then when it did happen, I didn't tell her because I was like, oh my God. Scared shitless. Yeah. And then she was like, I knew. I knew when you walked in the door that night. I was like, well, then you should have said something. She was like, you literally see it on people. Like, first timers, you can see it. And I was like, I didn't think about it until I saw one of my friends later. And I was like, hey. That just happened, and I was fucking right. I, was I like, can't say I've ever experienced that, but that makes me very scared for my future daughter one day. Like, a son is one thing, and I hate to say that because men are so accountable. But, like, I feel like it's much easier to have that conversation with your son versus with your daughter. Like, your daughter is delicate, like, at, you know, and vulnerable, and, like, I'll puke. <laughs> that's an cry. expectation thing yeah though like when you think about it like that is the culture that we have been given that guys can go around and do literally whatever they want but as soon as a girl loses her virginity she's a slut she's a whore mm-hmm. she's a whatever and guys are freaking the all-powerful being that, can that just scored and fucking kudos to you want. man and then we get shut on and i'm like okay seems good. yeah right okay and that's why we don't tell anybody yep And that's part of the reason why this culture began, because girls were just like, well, if we keep it on the low, everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, girls just get this constant. It's just like bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. Like guys have this expectation to participate. But when a girl decides that she wants to like hooking up has this broad term, it could be kissing, it could be having sex with someone, it could be anything in between. So as soon as a girl decides to do literally any of that, it's just like, let's name off X, Y, and Z, what's wrong with this bitch? Like, people will start rumors, like, if guys are supposed to participate, who are they supposed to do it with if they're heterosexual? I was just gonna say that. Like, who who are they supposed to be with if, if girls aren't allowed to do it and being gay is wrong, then where are these people doing the shit at because i want to know well i mean you and i can speak to it and you know in some of the classes that we took um i don't i don't know if you were in my contested sexualities but i know that we talked about it before in one of the classes um straight men having 
straight quote unquote men having sex with their other straight male friends and it's just very interesting because the hookup culture especially for gay men is something that they heavily rely on and it's because like what you said being gay in like society's view of like this whole stupid ass patriarchy is that being gay makes you weak it makes you this delicate flower it's wrong it's not right and i mean if you're listening this far and you think that being gay is wrong you can just tune out (laughs) because it's not please please do us a salad but it's just interesting to see you know varying expectations across the board and then you know the consequences that come with that just based on the type of person that you are or who you love you know right it's just it's definitely not fair across like anywhere in there and like it's it's not fair for the men really because they're almost in the, like a forceful situation where they're supposed to go out and do this thing as like a rite of passage, but then it's not fair for the girls because we're not supposed to do it at all. So there's not there's not a winning side, but that's really just society in a whole. There's never going to be a side that's the right side. No, and I think it's all circumstantial as well because in some of the research, you know, some. I'm just going to use the stereotypical examples. Like, some girls would just be interested in, you know, the one-night stands, whether it was, like, in fraternity settings, just random party settings. Like, alcohol is almost always a factor, but then there were other accounts and, like, literal interviews with girls that were participating in the hopes of, like, finding true love. So it's just very interesting to see the attitudes, but like I said, I think it's circumstantial because, you know, if you just want to go in, no strings attached... You're not going to have regrets in the end. But if you're someone that maybe actually is attracted to someone and sees something with them and then you're left ghosted or, you know, the expect the tables turn and then you're labeled a slut, you know, this, that, and the other thing, you're probably going to regret doing what you did, at least to a well, certain like, extent. Well, like, think of Tinder. Like, oh, Tinder really opened the doors for all of this. Really? And yeah. I can... I've never used it, and I'm grateful for that, honestly, because, like, I watch my friends use it, and I'm like, that just sounds terrible. But, like, it it is a quote-unquote good way to find someone who matches your interests and matches your person. Like, so if you're... <laughs> it was intended to help people find each other, in a way, but then it's turned into just a slew of dick pics and, like, half-naked girls, and mm. then it's literally hookup culture in an app yeah 100 percent has become and it's it's to me it's kind of revolting because i'm like why do that to yourselves but then on the other hand like there are some people who feel that they will never find love unless they go actively searching for it like and they will never come to them or they don't know how to start a relationship so they think that if they sleep with them maybe it'll come that way or Mm -hmm. there are so many things that tinder has now allowed and actually various other apps really but like that's really the main yeah like bumble bumble and tinder i think are the most but like i think bumble is more so for like the LGBT community, if I'm not mistaken, I think that you there. I've seen like bloggers and people like there's a Bumble BFF, so like you can meet friends through Bumble. But I think there's that like you're, one. yeah, I think you're like actually able to switch the settings. Don't quote me on that, and don't get mad if I'm wrong, people. But that's what I've yeah. gathered from social media. But like that, that is something that like really made my research hard because like you know there are hetero- heterosexual white men 
in academia that won't publish things about the LGBTQ community, about the black community, and it's just kind of up to a sociologist brain to fill in the gaps, but that it just opened a whole other can of worms because stuff like dating apps and stuff are relatively new, so you're not necessarily finding them in research yet. So it just adds like literally a million other like external factors into the mix and you know out of the 50 some people that responded on Instagram just over 60% said yes that they do often regret hookups and you know it's just hard to really figure out why in the inner workings and stuff unless you're in it or you know research only did so much you know what I mean I I guess I'm mostly curious of what about it do they regret? Do they regret the entire act? Do they regret only certain things? Do they regret how they came about doing it? Like, I, I, I guess that's really where my curiosity lies because I think you can find regret in pretty much any Anything. relationship you didn't ask for. Yeah. Or, like, the, something <laughs> that you wanted but didn't want, like... I don't know how to, else to explain that. <laughs> like, I, I, feel, I, I know what you mean. I just feel like there's always going to be like a lingering regret, especially mm-hmm. when you don't end up being with that person. But for me, when it comes to relationships, like loyalty is the key for me, and it always has been. And even when I was like quote unquote participating in the hookup culture, it was still a loyalty thing, mm-hmm. and like that's what made me on the inside and the outside of it. But I, I feel like I lightly regret some things, but don't regret other things. Like that's kind of, that's, oh my God, I can't talk. That's kind of how I feel about it too. Like, I feel like it's a very loaded reflection of sorts because yes, I regret doing some things that I did, you know, no matter to what extent, but I feel like in the back of my mind, I was, you know, staying true to whatever was going on for me, you know, at the moment. But, like, had I not been in some of, like, the mental states that I was in, I don't think that I would have made the same decisions. So, in some ways, looking back now and, like, the person I am, I wasn't five, six years ago when I was doing this stuff. Like, if I wouldn't have done that, I I really don't feel like I would be the, like, patient, loving person that, like, I'm becoming because for a really long time I was angry very, very angry at a lot of things and didn't really know how to control it. I didn't have any, you know, sort of self-worth. So for me, it was very selfish participation because I was just looking for some more bullshit to distract me from the other bullshit going on in my life. And it just so happened to be something that may not have necessarily been um, the healthiest. I mean, when I was going through that kind of, like, culture stage, it was right after my dad died. Oh, yeah. So, like, daddy issues, <laughs> like, for sure were, like, a main cause of a lot of that. Because I was like, I'm trying to fill this gap, and I don't know what to put in it. So I'm just going to put other humans mm-hmm. and their feelings and their stuff in that so I can feel like I'm a whole person again. Yeah. It's... But, I mean, I wouldn't have gone through all of that shit. I wouldn't end up with my husband. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm kind of grateful in a way because I pushed myself out of that culture to get to him, really. Mm-hmm. So it kind of worked itself out yeah, in a kind of a backward kind of way. But 
I'm not mad, so. No, I mean, I had a similar experience, too. I mean, Stephen was someone, like, I had met, and I was, like, instant attraction. I was like, who are you? You are, like, this golden god on the planet. And, like, we had hooked up a couple of times, and, like, before that, though, I was, like, definitely, like, the textbook girl that was like, okay, like, I really like this guy. Like, maybe that will lead to something else. I mean... It just so happened to with some mumbo jumbo between us, like actually getting together and like taking each other seriously. But thank God, once upon a time, I was stupid and ballsy because if I wouldn't have been like, I never would have worked up the guts to like text him one night to come hang out with everybody. Like things just would not have worked out the way that they did. But then, like, on the flip side, it was fate. Like, no one can tell me it wasn't. Like, <laughs> I was like, he will fall in love with me one day. He will break up with his girlfriend. Like, we will be together. Fucking mark my words. And, like, a year later, there we were. And now we're here, like, almost four years later. So, I mean, I think there are <clears throat> some success stories. But, like, just over 35% of the people that voted on the polls um, on Instagram said that, yes, they find it hard to trust. Um, and that, yeah, they feel less likely to seek a true romantic relationship later on in life. And, you know, the bulk of the rest of the people, 66 or some odd percent said, you know, no, I know what I want. So I think that's very interesting, too, because I think that goes back into is it the alcohol playing a factor? Is it your friend group? Is it your fraternity? Like, what is it if you have like, I know what I want intentions, but you're still breaking hearts or doing whatever it is that you're doing you know I know some people that literally want their body count as high as they can get it just because that's true what did you say that the 35 percent was uh that they find it like hard to trust or the yes they would feel less likely to seek a true romantic relationship later in life I think this is my personal opinion this is not a textbook thing that if you feel that way about it that you don't need to be participating in hookup culture because you self-invest. And in hookup culture, that's the exact opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. If you want, if you want a wholesome relationship, you cannot find it in empty dickheads. No. Vaginas. Like that's not, that's not where you're going to find your true love. Like you found yours because you invited him over, you were hanging out, he became part of your circle mm -hmm. in, a, in a realistic manner. And Dustin was already part of my circle. Mm -hmm. So he was already around. Like, you, people don't understand that the likelihood of you finding your love of your life is the person who's closest to you. Mm -hmm. Like, they will be already in your circle when you're supposed to meet them. Yep. So, like... I can understand, like, looking for it, but, but if you're you going to self-invest into a hookup culture, you can't. That's why That's why people feel regret. Yeah. And that's not what the culture is going for. Mm -hmm. The culture is for the other 60% of the people who are like, I know what I want now because I slept with this person, I kissed that person, I hung out with this person, I did this with this person. They're like, I don't want that, I want this. I liked what this person did, but not what this person did. That was their point. Mm -hmm. And that's... That's why they're in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, it's a learning experience almost. And, like, as cliche as it is to say, like, it really is, you know, like, I, from as little as I can remember, you know, when you're thinking about, like, your perfect wedding and all that stuff is, like, a typical little fucking girl. You think about, oh, who am I going to marry? And, like, the one thing, you know, my parents would say or, like, I would hear just in random adult conversation is that, you know, or things on the internet the person that you're going to be with, you have probably known your whole life, you've probably crossed paths, 
or it's someone, you know, that you will meet along the way that, you know, for, like you said, you know, it's someone that is like within your circle. And like we had mutuals, but like I hung out with them more than he really did. So I was like, just come hang out with us. Like, why don't you ever come? And I don't know. It's just very interesting to see how the world works in that way. But I completely agree with you. I, I think for some people it can work out. There are benefits. There are a lot of things that I think people seek answers to or validation for whatever it is within the hookup culture but if you're the type of person that knows what you want and you're willingly putting yourself in those situations like you are partially to blame for your own heartache or your own inability to find someone that's loyal whether it's a loyal boyfriend or a girlfriend you know the the pendulum swings both ways you know girls are just as guilty as guys when it comes to loyalty if not worse sometimes I feel like Especially in our generation, we got some bitchy girls, and it is not okay. It is not okay. Betrayal is the number one thing that I see going on. Like, it's, I slept with so-and-so's boyfriend or sibling or whatever, and then, like, backstabbing all the way around. So, it's like... The hookup culture has a culture inside of it. Oh, <laughs> like, it, I think it has many subcultures yeah. within it. It's like its own little universe. Yeah. Galaxy thing. It's, I don't know. I, I talk, I know you and I have talked frequently about it, and I've talked with my friend Allie about it frequently. Like, it freaks me out to think that I, you know, I know Steven and I will be together and everything, but like, God forbid, in the 1% chance of anything happening where, you know, we would separate be scared shitless because it's like on the note of like the dating apps and things like that people will get on tinder but they'll be hard pressed to get on a place you know that might actually lead them to someone that has good intentions like if they found out you're on like christian mingle or like one of those other places you're probably gonna get some shit for it so it's like sometimes i feel like people might feel that pressure you know to conform or whatever and I, I have a great example, actually, because my mother, I give her loads and loads of credit, and she's going to be mad that I'm going to put her business out here, but I'm not going by name, so. She she met her current boyfriend on Match, and my mother is in her 50s, okay? So if my mom can figure it out. <laughs> like, Why the fuck can't people in our generation? Like, she, my dad died five years ago so she took the time off that she needed to mend her broken heart and get her shit together and she knew that she wanted to be happy and she knows that she finds happiness in other people Mm -hmm. so she knew that she would have to go be with someone and she ended up with she dated this one guy it was okay it wasn't so great whatever he wasn't bad it just wasn't working out but then she met this other guy and like on match you have like age ranges and all of this stuff and this guy was out of her age range, but he was like, you are so beautiful. Please talk to me, basically. And, like, they hit it off, and they live together, and they're just doing their freaking almost AARP-level life. And, like, <laughs> the thing. And I'm like, you know, if you go after something correctly, it will come back to you correctly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> So if you're looking for the love of your life on Tinder, you're probably not going to find it the first freaking time. No. Or the second. Or the third. It might happen, though. But... It might, but it's very, very unlikely. Mm -hmm. 
you're better off friending the hot guy in the people you may know section of Facebook. <laughs> like, before you match with some freaking idiot on Tinder. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. That's, oh my God. That's so funny. But, I mean, it... I think there is a sense of freedom that can be found, but I think that also is a very, very, very thin line to be skating. You know, it's sink or swim type deal and kind of along the lines of what you're saying. Maybe you do find the love of your life on Tinder, but how many heartbreaks and bullshit situations and risky business things are you going to have to put yourself through or potentially be put through before you know, following the rabbit down the hole actually leads you to what you want. So I think some people got to work a little bit smarter and a little less hard to find what they want because, you know, I just hope one of the things people take from this, if not just a little bit of entertainment, is that, like, it's possible to find love and to be traditional, be old school. If you're a virgin, more fucking power to you. Like, that is amazing. The current bachelor is a virgin. Like... There's a girl on there that hadn't been kissed until he kissed her. Like, that's amazing. Yep. So One like, of my best friends is so virgin. I give her the, all the credit in the world. I'm like, don't. Don't date anyone. No. They're all dumb. Wait until you're older. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Seriously. Then, you know what? Like, my husband is nine years older than me. And he's still, and I know he can hear me, <laughs> a freaking moron. Like, <laughs> and so am I. But, like... Age doesn't matter. It literally doesn't. You guys have always been on the same wavelength. Right. But, like, if... But if Dustin wouldn't have gone through all the things that he had went through... And he also ended up participating in hookup culture. That was a big thing for him. And Mm -hmm. that led him to the situations and the things that he's done and dealt with. And, like, that's how we ended up being together. So, for the both of us, that was kind of a gateway thing. Mm -hmm. But neither of us... We're self-investing when it came to that kind of relationship. But when we were in a relationship that, like, not even together, we invested all of our space and time and all of that into a person. And I don't know if people understand, like, how to separate those two things. So, like, like mm-hmm. I had said, when you're on Tinder, if you're a self-investing person, get off of Tinder. Yeah. Stop it. Like, <laughs> you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And you don't want that. But if you are okay with doing whatever, trying new things, being with different people, learning about yourself, like, go for it. I give you all the power in the world. Just be Be smart. Careful. Yeah, and be careful. Protect yourself. Like, triple protect yourself. I don't care if you wear three fucking condoms. Like, please just... Just be smart. Be just so. be smart. Oh, sorry, there's a message that dinged in. But yeah, I think that's really important because, I mean... There's so many things, and it kind of goes along with some of, like, the thoughts and uh, reflections that people were sending me. Um, And, like, the one I mentioned earlier about how um, alcohol is definitely a factor, should always ask about diseases, but rarely did. And, like, I think it's totally okay to do what you want. People make their own decisions. You can't make people learn a lesson. They have to go through it, and that is fluent across the board for everything in life. But if we can get one message across to you guys just hooking up all willy-nilly, please just protect your health. Because, like, even, you know, especially for females, too, sorry, guys, if you're listening, but, like, your literal vagina and your uterus over time 
can get damaged to the tissue so much so to the point where you might not be able to have kids one day. And I don't think that that's anything anybody necessarily thinks about. And that's not something I thought about until one of my friends told me that when we were talking about all of this. She's like that, you know, if I could go back, you know, that that's something that I wish that I knew then, but pretty much there's nothing I can do about it now except for be conscious moving forward. And the guy that she's with, I swear to God, I'm saying it right now, they will get married. So for her, like she's, she was in a serious relationship and it didn't work out and she got her heart broken and, you know, going through the things that she did, I think she participated a little bit, but it led her to something really serious. Yeah. So I don't know. I think sometimes it's worth it to risk it to get the biscuit, but then there's other people. Someone said, the hookup culture for me makes me feel like I'll never be good enough to have that one person want to be with me and only me. And like that breaks my heart because like I once was that person and Steven is the only person that has never cheated on me. And I don't know. That's just one of my huge fears too. If I were to ever be single again, like there's mm-mm, nope. Well, it's she's or he or she, whichever, has made a great point. Like, yeah. How do you trust after you know that that's what lurks outside? Mm-hmm. Like, the the invention of the cell phone in itself was it's a, a bad move. Like, it was a great move, but it was a bad, bad move. move. <laughs> because now you can, you can send texts and all of that shit in the middle of the night without your significant other knowing. And, like, you can do all of this shit and then delete it. And they will never, ever know. Like... Say in the set like the sixties, if you got a letter from some bitch <laughs> or some girl called your house phone mm-hmm. at midnight, there was gonna be a problem. No matter who you lived with, mama, daddy, girlfriend, baby mama, didn't matter. It was gonna be an issue. Mm-hmm. So I mean, granted based it, it was based in the twenties, I believe, but like the great Gatsby Daisy's like, I told you to tell her to not call during the day. Why is she calling the house or whatever it is that she says and like it's just crazy because all this bullshit has existed forever. It's just a matter of yeah, people talking happening. about it. And, like, it's okay to talk about it. Like, hello, we were all birthed because our parents had sex or, you know, your part, you know, whatever the situation is. You were birthed because people decided to fucking hook up. Right. And that is just the circle of life. But, like, it's just crazy. People should feel like it's okay to talk about their sexuality and whatever it is or whoever it is that you choose to love or to be with, like, it shouldn't be a fucking taboo subject, I don't think. And I think what makes it hard is because there are all these unknowns and all these factors, you know, and things that we've been talking about that people don't want to go get tested. People don't want to have the, oh, how many people have you been with talk when they, you know, get into a relationship. So, I don't know. It's just... I can tell you for certain right now that I have never and will never ask my husband his body count because I don't want to know and he has never and will probably never ask me it's none of my business the the only question that I ever asked my husband was do you have anything and the only question my husband asked me was are you on birth control yep. <laughs> like so those are your body count is irrelevant it's the things that happen because of body count that are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So, I, like we said, the if you can take anything away from this, make sure you take away safe health mm-hmm. when it comes to doing stuff like that. Yep. I think one of the other interesting things, too, kind of on the note of technology and phones, um, someone else 
put in a response and said, when girls message your boyfriend on social media and then he ends up with that girl. So it's like, do boundaries even exist? Like for some people that are trying to take each other seriously, for people on the outside that may not necessarily have that intention, they just see attraction. For some people, boundaries literally are whoop, right over the head. Doesn't matter. There's no respect for some people. Like, lucky for me, I never really, like, honestly never had to deal with that with Steven. And, like, thank God, because everyone else, I'd be like, okay, who who the fuck are you texting sitting next to me? Like, who are you sending pictures to? Like, right. who else are you saying I love you to, motherfucker? Because in some <laughs> cases, it was multiple people. So, it just is kind of disgusting. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's just... A load of hurt worms. (laughs) Right. There's definitely no boundaries for a lot of people. And, like, you can see it in public. Like, it doesn't really happen as much, or unless I choose not to notice it either way. In public with my husband, like, if I catch a girl staring at my husband, like, deeply staring at him, I'm like, I just stare back. Be like, bitch, I'll catch you. Makes my life less hard if I don't go over there and punch her in the face. But, like... (laughs) The people don't care. Like mm-hmm. Dustin always told me, the men at your job do not care that you wear a wedding ring. They don't. They will come up to you. They will say whatever they want to to you. And you're, I, he's always known that my response is going to be, get the fuck away from me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want any of that. But it's it's sad. And there are people that are married that come up to other married people and I'm like, hey, I don't want that. Mm-mm. If you see no. the ring on my hand, I'm done. Keep walking. I signed, sealed, deliver. I'm Dustin's. Like that's it. Literally, you signed papers. <laughs> literally, I don't want anything else to do with anybody else. And I made that commitment to my husband. So yeah. if you make that commitment to somebody else, and you go around them, then you're scum. Yeah. And I don't care who hears me say that. No, for real. Like if it bothers you and the shoe fits, maybe figure out why that statement is pissing you off. <laughs> this is my advice. But that kind of leads me to another um, response that I got. Someone, it was rather lengthy, but essentially um, what she was saying is that she was dating her first real boyfriend. Like, I'm assuming had probably never really had one or maybe, you know, casually dated and it just didn't turn out to be anything and they're actually engaged so for some people not participating because she told me like it had never appealed to her um so for some people not participating and really truly being patient enough it works out in the end and I feel like that's some of the reason why we're seeing so many more young marriages happening like for you and Dustin you were 22 when you got married so like that's rather young but Like, you guys have been through so much shit. You've been together forever. And you know exactly what you want. You guys have never not been on that same page. So it just made sense, right? And, you know, I think for some people on the outside, that might be kind of hard to accept to see your peers. Like, why are you getting married so young? Why are you having kids so young? Well, Janet, because some people want that. Some people told me, they're like, don't you want to live your life? Like, don't you want to go do something? I was like, I want to experience my life with my best friend. And I get to do that with him. And I was like, and it didn't matter if we were married or not. I was still going to do everything with him. Exactly. So I think that question was always irrelevant to me. But they're like, aren't you too young for kids? Aren't you too young for this, that, and the other? And I'm like, no. 
I was like, we've set our pace and we're rolling with it. And if something bounces back at us, then we'll just pick it up and move on like we always have. We've been literally through hell and back. So for me, there's literally nothing that could happen that would stop our relationship. Same. (laughs) Same. And I think for some people, they might want that and they see other people attaining it and then I think that's some of where the betrayals happen like some girls I have seen their friendships fall apart when someone actually got into a serious healthy relationship and quit going out to the bars quit partying every weekend doing x y and z so I think on the flip side also leaving the hookup culture or finally deciding to be mature or adult can also have some repercussions you know just depending on the people you're surrounding yourself with I think I absolutely agree with that, but I also think that there it depends on what relationship you found yourself in. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that there are some people that I've known in my life that have gotten in serious relationships, and I'm okay with that, and, like, obviously my relationship has always come first, but it's like they forget that they have friends. Exactly. And I've gotten to that boat several different times, and I'm like, I also exist outside of your relationship. Exactly. Like, just because you're getting into something else doesn't mean you have the right to forget everything that helped get you there. Right, basically. That's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. So It's just crazy. I've, like, at this point in my life, I've lost a lot of brain cells, a lot of memory. I <laughs> drank a lot, smoked a bit. And, you know, through my depression and everything, there are, like, literal parts of my life that I cannot remember because I tuck them so deep. So I can't honestly remember if I've, like, lost a friend like that. But, like, to see it kind of unfold that way, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I've just seen some people, like, literally just, like, posting the most obscene things about each other because someone got a boyfriend. And it's, like, they try to be part of your life, but it's, like, just because I go out one day of the weekend and not all like three days that you want to go out like that doesn't mean I'm ditching you so I also think that it kind of the responsibility comes from the other side as well like to be understanding and understand like if you want to be in a serious relationship you have to devote time to that it has to be genuine energy like you can't just go and hang out with someone for half an hour if you know you're dating them for a purpose it's not like just popping in to say hi to your friend Right. So I think it, it there's there's a flip side to that as well. But I think the one thing that I have seen also there's another comment. Someone said it's the catalyst to anxiety for a multitude of reasons. So I think overall it's just a big like loaded baked potato, the hookup yes. culture. Like there's so many different things that play a part and so many different feelings and I don't know. I feel like it's definitely one of those things you kind of have to figure out on your own, but whatever your decision ends up being, like, you have to stay true to that, I feel like. Of course, you can always work your way back out if it's not what you want to do, but if it's not something that you want to do from the get-go, don't do it because you feel like if you don't, that you're not going to be enough or that you're not going to have experience and therefore someone's not going to be interested. You know what I mean? Or the peer pressure of doing it. Just because your friends are in participating in hookup culture does not mean that you belong in that culture. Exactly. So you need to put yourself before you put anybody or anybody else's opinions in front of yours. Like, if you are not comfortable going out every weekend and sleeping with some random person or making out with or whatever, whatever swing of the 
culture that you're a part of, if you're not comfortable with that, don't do it at all. No. And if your friends are pressuring you to do stuff like that, maybe you shouldn't be friends with them. Yeah, get some new fucking friends. And you can find friends on Tinder. Mm-hmm. I Sex. found a friend on Tinder. Yeah. Like, the one time I ever, like, this was way before I was ever even entertaining the thought of even asking Steven to come hang out with us. This was, like, two years prior to Steven. Like, I matched with someone and we ended up becoming friends like he went to holy cross we like hung out because we had a bunch of like really random mutuals is very odd but after that i deleted it because i was like i don't this is just no this i can't do this i feel disgusted with myself kind of but like also on the flip side was very thankful that my one experience i had ended up being somebody that i just like got to shoot the shit with and, it was positive. You know, yeah it was positive and for like a little while until you know he just got immersed in whatever it was like we were like developing like an actual friendship yeah so i think in some ways it can be positive but like fuck that man like <laughs> you've always said that if you um, if you ever feel comfortable uncomfortable doing something then you should not be doing that thing mm-hmm. so like if you open the tinder app and you're like i don't like this delete it yeah it's nobody's gonna know no literally just delete it deactivate your account and don't ever do it again and the or one do th- when you're ready yeah even better and like the one thing that i always say like the the only thing you owe anybody in life is to yourself and that's to be better the next day than you were the last and if that means deleting sketchy things off your phone or accounts that you follow or you know tinder this bumble that just because other people are doing it then fucking do it like because if you're not living your life according to your rules and what you want to do you will literally never get what you want out of life and that's right. sad because who the hell wants to wake up when they're 50 60 some years old look back at their life and just be sad about it you don't want that so make right. decisions now in your youth in your early 20s wherever your age falls make decisions now that you're not going to fucking hate yourself for later for real, like, your mental health is just as important as your physical health when it comes to the hookup culture, regardless of, like, you keep saying, like, whatever side it is that you want to play, like, the one overarching thing that we have been saying is be self-invested, like, love yourself and respect yourself enough to stay true to what you want. And be safe about it. Seriously. And, like, if people want to try and pressure you or force you to do, like, whatever, like, fuck them. Get a new circle. You'll find new friends. I moved thousands of miles away from my home. And, like, it has nothing to do with the hookup culture. But, like, I made a friend down here. And she's cool as fuck. Like, you can make new friends. Your life can move forward. You can be happy. Like, don't immerse yourself in shit you don't want to be part of. (laughs) Please. Please. Because that's how people with mental disorders get worse mental disorders. And that's how people without mental disorders get them. Like... That's that's how it's stuff like that is like you let allow you allow things to happen to you that you didn't necessarily want to happen to you. And then you end up hurting yourself. Like, don't do that to yourself. You don't need that. Yeah. And but if you're interested in it and you like the you like the culture and you enjoy it and you are it doesn't hurt you to do it then do it. Like, I am never going to hate on the fact that people get to do whatever they want. Like, yeah. it's your body, your choice, you get to do whatever you want. And if it, it does not tax your person to do stuff like that, go ahead. Mm-hmm. 
but that's when the safety comes in for me but yeah. then if it does hurt you and it's going to hinder your progress as a person stop it mm-hmm. stop doing it do something different there's always something else that you could be doing and you know to add life could always be worse too so you know what's the worst thing you could do for yourself by doing literally everything you just said You'll be serving yourself more positively in the end than you probably can imagine in the present moment. So, I don't know. Before we wrap things up for this episode, uh, I just want to say thanks to you for hopping on from fucking Sturgis, Michigan, down to Conroe, <laughs> Texas for this. So, it's been interesting and it's been really fun to see, like, those of you guys that listen, like, interact on Instagram too and, like, give me uh, your input and you know, just be willing to open up because, you know, someone shared some really deep shit with me and she did not have to, but she did. And, you know, that's the one thing I've wanted to do with this podcast is just encourage people to talk because it's okay to talk. Life happens to all of us, every single one of us, every single day. And you'll be hard pressed to find somebody that is not also going through or hasn't already gone through the shit storm that you're currently in. So I think if we could tell you guys anything at the end of this episode is just to always put yourself first. Self-love and self-care are not selfish. And if you are not implementing them into your daily life, you probably uh, aren't generally very happy, I would say. So and you need to take the time and the opportunities to do that for yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's about what is going on with you. Yep. So well, be safe. Yeah. Do the things that make you happy at the end of the day. And, like, if you are participating, like we said, please just do what's best for you and what's safest for you. And don't be a dick. <laughs> Thank you guys be- so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And I just can't wait to see what's in store for next episode. We'll catch you next time.